0: Hello again, this is Paul Abrahams with episode 9 of Learn Jazz Piano. My email address, just to remind you, is music at paulabrahams.com and the website is www.jazzpianoteacher.co.uk Today's podcast is going to be slightly different insofar as rather than working through some practical work I'm going to give you a list of CDs for suggested listening and the first thing to say about any list is that this is not a definitive list these records happen to either be in my collection or they've been recommended to me many of them have great piano players that are relevant to us but as I've said before you shouldn't just be listening to piano players it's just as important to listen to a great saxophone player and you'll get just as much out of whatever they play the list pretty much focuses on American musicians and nearly all of it is instrumental my personal three favourite vocalists Ray Charles Nina Simone and Sarah Vaughan who all happen to be good pianists as well don't even make it to this list one could even argue that there's no such thing as a jazz vocalist a lot of it to me sounds more in the realm of cabaret but perhaps one day we can set up a forum to discuss such matters and if there's anybody out there that knows how to do such a thing, because I haven't got a clue please let me know another issue is obviously what constitutes jazz well I don't have a definition but I would say that it is usually instrumental it involves improvisation and in the loosest sense of the word It swings I would think of Latin as swinging or soul as swinging it doesn't have to have a triplet feel to swing for me. The final thing I'll add before I start this list off is the fact that a lot of my choices come from the 40s 50s and early 60s. Most of the music has a tune with a chord sequence and then the players improvise on the theme but it goes without saying that there's a huge amount of music out there that doesn't fit into that category I do find it interesting however that if you look at a book about the history of jazz or a documentary very often it seems to start petering out in the 60s You look up, say, John Coltrane, and he'll be mentioned in the last 50 pages. And I do wonder what's actually happened and developed since those days. And my answer is that jazz is still out there, but it's diversified to so many different areas of music. It's very hard to say what jazz actually is anymore. I for instance listen to a lot of hip-hop and um, I connect the rhythms and the cross rhythms in hip-hop with jazz. So here comes this list and if I've made any mistakes please email me to correct them. I'm kicking off with Lester Young, a tenor saxophone player and this is a box set with four CDs called the Lester Young story and you can get it on the internet there's a site called propermusiconeword.com this takes you through a period from 1936 to 49 and you'll get to hear two great piano players you'll get to hear Teddy Wilson very old school player and the great Count Basie, because Lester Young was in the Count Basie band for a while. It's almost impossible to choose just one CD by the Auto sax player Charlie Parker. So I'm going to give you two. The first one is called The Complete Savoy Sessions. And this... Is between 44 and 1947 featuring Dizzy Gillespie and Miles Davis. You'll also get to hear probably the greatest bebop pianist of all time Bud Powell and the second CD is in fact a live recording called Jazz at the Town Hall recorded in 1945 it also features Dizzy Gillespie, and the pianist this time is Al Haig, H-A-I-G. Now we're moving on to Louis Armstrong. Again, there is a huge choice out there, but I'll just choose one CD this time, which is called Louis Armstrong Plays W.C. Handy. The piano player is Billy Kyle, K-Y-L-E, and this was recorded in 1954. When you listen to Lester Young, by the way, you'll also hear quite a bit of Billy Holiday. And I've heard it said before, but Billy Holiday sings quite like Louis Armstrong plays she uses very similar phrasing see what you think we're now moving into the 50s and i'm going to give you the first cd actually featuring a piano player and this is hampton hawes h-a-w-e-s the album is called hampton hawes trio volume one and the date it was recorded was 1955 now moving on to another tenor saxophone player Sonny Rollins the album is called Tenor Madness and the piano player is Red Garland highly recommended and we'll be looking at Red Garland's style later on in another podcast Tenor Madness was recorded in 1956 Perhaps another one you could look at is called Saxophone Colossus. John Coltrane is my favourite jazz musician. So it's particularly hard for me to choose just one album. So I'll mention two. One is Blue Train and the pianist is Kenny Drew. The date is 1957. And I'll give you just one more which is called Crescent and this features a pianist that he was often associated with McCoy Tyner T-Y-N-E-R John Coltrane is a good example of a musician that moved through different musical stages in his early days he played pretty conventionally then he moved on to modal music And in the later albums, he experimented with atonal music, or music like Africa Brass, which is pretty much just one chord. I personally love the later, or train, music, but it's a matter of personal taste. Next we have another alto saxophone player by the name of Art Pepper. This CD is called Art Pepper Meets the Rhythm Section. It again features Red Garland and also features Paul Chambers and Philly Joe Jones. It was recorded in 1957 and is a great album insofar as they hadn't played together before. And after just one rehearsal they recorded this album and they never played together again. So uh, give it a listen. Moving on to yet another saxophone player, Cannonball Adderley, A-double-D-E-R-L-E-Y, with another beautiful album called At The Lighthouse. This features Miles Davis and Art Blakey, the drummer, who we'll look at later, and another piano player called Hank Jones who should definitely go on your list of pianists to listen to moving on to Miles Davis who I'm sure you're well aware of and there are no end of albums by Miles Davis I'm going to go for the obvious which is kind of blue and um, I expect we'll be looking at at least Freddie Freeloader and so what from that famous album which was recorded in 1959 you can hear john coltrane on that album but most importantly for us this features the wonderful bill evans on piano my personal favorite pianist and let's now move on to bill evans If I was going to pick just one album, it would be Portrait in Jazz, which was recorded in 1959. But if you want to do some more listening, I would also recommend Live at the Village Vanguard, which was 61, and You Must Believe in Spring. Moving on to Charlie Mingus, a very influential bass player the album I'm going to suggest is Ah Um, which is A-H-U-M and it was 1959 also there is another one called Oh Yeah but I feel with Charlie Mingus that it doesn't really matter what you choose everything is of such an excellent quality and you'll learn something I'm getting very aware that I'm choosing lots of saxophone players and here comes another one ben webster i've mentioned him before when i said you should listen to the beautiful lines that a lot of saxophone players play and the one cd i'm choosing is ben webster with the oscar peterson trio and this was recorded also in 1959 i haven't chosen any other oscar peterson I'm sure some of you will be up in arms, but I'm not really an Oscar Peterson fan. For me, he plays too many notes, and um, sometimes it sounds a little bit of a circus act. I'm not convinced that he's actually listening to the other people in the trio. If I had a choice um, of that sort of style, I would certainly choose Art Tatum, who I haven't mentioned. I've missed so many wonderful players out, but I feel that Art Tatum has got more of a sense of fun and ease about his playing than Oscar Peterson. The next choice is another very important piano player by the name of Winton Kelly, W-Y-N-T-O-N-K-E-L-L-Y. You'll find him on lots of different CDs in a supportive role. In fact, he's the pianist on um, Freddie Freeloader in the Kind of Blue album. But I would recommend Kelly Blue. And Kelly Blue was recorded again in 1959. Going back to what I said about oscar peterson's playing obviously he's a wonderful technician but from a learning point of view i wonder how much you can learn from people that play that fast in some ways it's difficult to listen to bud powell sometimes because of his amazing technique and for different reasons more modern pianists like Chick Career, Herbie Hancock and even Bill Evans who's so sophisticated it's sometimes difficult to know exactly what's going on and people like Red Garland and Winton Kelly are far more accessible for learning purposes. Another CD that Winton Kelly features on that I'm going to recommend is by the tenor saxophone player Hank Mobley M-O-B-L-E-Y and this is a CD called Roll Call R-O-L-L-L-C-A-L-L which was recorded in 1960. The drummer Art Blakey led a band called the Jazz Messengers that comprised of various musicians throughout the years and A little bit like Charles Mingus you can't go too far wrong with either of these people it sounds like a wonderful jazz workshop when you're listening to these bands playing I'll give you a couple of Art Blakey albums mosaic which was recorded in 1961 and features Wayne Shorter on sax Freddie Hubbard on trumpet the piano player is Cedar Walton. And another classic which is Art Blakey with Clifford Brown at Birdland. And this features the piano player Horace Silver. Now it's really worth mentioning Horace Silver in his own right. And I class him as one of the piano players that we can learn from. As he's quite accessible the album I'm going to suggest is in fact Horace Silver and the Jazz Messengers so this is Horace Silver playing with the Art Blakey band and this was recorded in 1954 with Hank Mobley in fact on tenor saxophone Perhaps I'm going a bit over the top with all these saxophone players, but here's yet another tenor sax player that you should know called Dexter Gordon. The album is called Go! And the pianist is Sonny Clark, the date is 1962. I'm going to mention a piano player by the name of Andrew Hill who's also a very good composer and there's an excellent album called Point of Departure this was recorded in 1964 has the amazing Tony Williams on drums and Eric Dolphy on sax as I've mentioned Eric Dolphy there is a similar album in feel quite quirky by Eric Dolphy called Out to Lunch and if you like Andrew Hill and Point of Departure you might like to investigate Eric Dolphy and Out to Lunch. One piano player I couldn't possibly leave off this list as he's given me so much pleasure over the years is Thelonious Monk and although perhaps he's an acquired taste It needs to be remembered that he was actually around in the bebop era as Miles Davis was and his style developed from that period. My favourite album is called It's Monk's Time with the most outrageous version of Lulu's Back in Town you'll ever hear. But it's also worth hearing him play solo and in fact there is an album called Monk alone recorded from 1962 to 1968 so if you don't know Thelonious Monk I really do recommend that you investigate him and whether you like him or not just leave your opinions on the side and just take in his totally unique approach to playing and composing I'm going to stop apologising for bringing in all these tenor saxophone players. So here comes Wayne Shorter, a very important figure, not just player, but also composer. Perhaps he started by being very influenced by John Coltrane, but has long since gone his own way and plays in his own particular style. The one album I'm going to mention is called Juju, J-U-J-U. was recorded in 1964 and features McCoy Tyner again on piano. The next pianist is Herbie Hancock. And I'll mention two albums. The first one is one of his famous ones called Maiden Voyage this was recorded in 1965 with Freddie Hubbard on trumpet but another one that I actually prefer is called The New Standard recorded in 1966 and this features my favourite guitar player by the name of John Schofield and yet again if you find that you like John Schofield you can go on another voyage of adventure And you'll find that he played with Miles Davis and has been experimenting with all sorts of crossover styles from funk to disco. Staying with guitar players, I'd like to recommend Wes Montgomery on the CD Smoking at the Half Note, a live album, which again features Winton Kelly. Here comes another saxophone player, Stan Getz. One album, Anniversary, although there are lots of others. Anniversary features a great piano player by the name of Kenny Baron. And anniversary is 1987. Another very well known and recommended CD would be Sweet Rain. Another pianist you can't leave off a list like this is Chick Corea and again there are many CDs to choose from. The one I have is called Acoustic Band which is A-K-O-U-S-T-I-C. It was recorded in 1989 and another CD I would recommend is called Now He Sings Now He Sobs. But again, it's really worth investigating Chick career. And moving on to Keith Jarrett. Keith Jarrett is a beautiful piano player. His right hand particularly is worth investigating and studying because he just invents beautiful melodic lines. And although he's made countless free improvisation, albums, because I'm sticking to the theme of tunes and chord sequences, I'm going to recommend a CD called Bye Bye Blackbird which was recorded in 1993 and there are at least two CDs called Standards. Bye Bye Blackbird and Standards are his trio and I couldn't recommend them too highly. Well, this list could go on and on, and I haven't even mentioned people like Fats Waller. I haven't mentioned modern pianists like Brad Meldow, or British piano players like the wonderful John Taylor and Stan Tracy. But I've got to stop somewhere. And if there are people out there who are seething that I haven't mentioned some essential person or CD that they think should be included, please email me and I'll pass it on to you all. But as I said at the beginning, this is not a definitive list. It's just a collection of CDs that... I have in my collection and other people have recommended to me. The next podcast will be back with you in front of your piano and I wish you all a happy new year and we'll see you in about three or four weeks time. Bye bye.